Hi guys, it's Alana and Jamie from Praying Christian Women. Jamie, it looks like you've got your coffee. I've got mine. Yeah, I've got my coffee mug that you gave me from it's San Diego. So That's yeah. right. That feels like forever ago. I know. Oh my gosh. I was just thinking about that. It's like it was a different world ago. It really was. Yeah. So what's new? How was your weekend? How did church via distance go? All of that. Oh, the church, the distance church was so cool. Like yeah? it was, yeah. At like, you know, I've, I've shared before that our family, I feel like is like unhealthily overscheduled and right. we've, we've been trying to do things to back away from that, but it's hard when you're on the treadmill to figure mm-hmm. out what has to go. Right. And our family has really, I can't remember the last time that we just all sat together and had worship time together. Like, and so, well, I, I should say we actually did, I think it was the previous Sunday. We just, we listened to some praise music on YouTube and, and had my son play the guitar. Um, but it was really neat because the kids sat through the sermon and I mean, during worship. So, and I shared that my husband does sound. So they had gotten (laughs) together the day before, like, you know, five or so musicians. And then Matt was recording them and it was really powerful and i could just see him like while he was worshiping i just could see him like feeling thankful that that he had been yeah. part of it and that's then, cool yeah and our kids like my daughter she says all the time i just love to sing i mean she loves Aww. to sing she is not uh let's i i would say maybe my middle child is like the best technical singer in terms of like really good pitch always right mm-hmm. on, but she is the most passionate singer and she has Aww. a good voice too, but just loves it and praise and worship. She just belts it out. And really? I just How cute. love it. Oh, I love it. So it's fun. And our, that children, is fun. Yeah. And then our children's ministry did a remote thing too, where they filmed the children's pastor in their normal, like children's room doing a message. And then um, Megan, who's our worship leader doing like the worship songs, just like normal. So, you know, That's I think cool. there's a level of normalcy that, that was allowed to happen. That was probably pretty cool. And another thing, our church is going through, oh, I forget what it's called, but it's like a, a, a modern version of the Westminster catechism or whatever the catechism, oh, uh-huh. what do you call mm-hmm. it? The new something. Anyway, it's new to me. I know the catechisms where you go and you learn mm-hmm. you know, what is the chief mm-hmm. end of man. And the Yeah. Confession of faith, the confession Westminster of faith. confession of faith, I think. Yeah. Right. And you go through <clears throat> and, you know, learn scriptures and memorize things. So they're doing that for families also during this time. That's neat. So I really see like on Sunday, I could see like so many avenues of the gospel going out, families having opportunities and tools to worship together that maybe they didn't have before. And um, like when I saw the, at maybe 10 o'clock in the morning, the number of hits, and I don't know how many they have normally because they don't usually stream like this, but there were like, you know, 800 views of this church mm-hmm. service already mm-hmm. and we don't have 800 people that I know of right that are, right so it's really neat because people are people are are receiving the gospel in ways that and having more opportunities to do so because of mm-hmm. this because I think a lot of mm-hmm. churches are doing streaming so yeah anyway how about you guys how that's how was cool yeah the weekend was good um, church was neat. I, I kind of thought that it would, since we were home, I thought it would kind of be easier to be distracted. I thought that we'd have to like remind the kids multiple times, like, you know, sit still. This is, even though we're home, this is kind of as if we were in church and right. it was actually, it was a lot, not that I was expecting it. I guess if anything, I was expecting it to be maybe neutral, but it was actually a really neat experience. It was very nice. Um, we did it. Ours was just kind of on a Facebook live and it was just nice to see ours. We go to a smaller church and it was nice to see the comments of the people, even if it was just like, you know, so-and-so's family is watching this now, you know, like even if they don't put a comment, it was just kind of neat to see, okay, they're okay. Oh good. They're okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that was cool. And I think the kids at the very least, like they didn't, complain at all. I mean, that sounds kind of negative, but I feel like we all got stuff out of it just spiritually as well. So it was neat. 
That's very cool. I will say we had to give multiple reminders <laughs> through, the, yeah, through yeah. the sermon. But the really neat thing is, you know, I have to, and I don't know if this is a woman thing or, and maybe it's different because your husband is a pastor, but like, I think we, as women, sometimes when it comes to the spiritual, whatever, not upbringing, but like our, our spiritual impartation to our kids, sometimes mm -hmm. I find I have to hold back to allow my husband to lead because mm -hmm. he's, I am more vocal on things right. like that. But during this, during the sermon, he would pause and be like, did you catch that? Like, do you know what that means? Like, That's like neat. this is important. And he was explaining things to him, to them. And that was really yeah. fun to see too. So that is kind of, cool. yeah, but we had to have some reminders for sure. There was some yeah. goofing off that took place, but it was really fun. It was, it was cute because, um, Everybody was cuddling the dogs also. So we kind of joked like, this is the first time our dogs got to go to church with us. It was sweet. fun. We <laughs> it need, was that's sweet. what we need a dog so that we can have that's that. Right. My kids do better when they have something to keep their hands busy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and you know, um, I don't know if it's available in Alaska, but for people listening, there are places that are matching like people in isolation with foster dogs. Oh. And it's kind of a win-win, you know, like, especially imagine if you were, you know, living by yourself, that would be really, really hard. You know, you and I are, are both sequestered with our families. Mm -hmm. But um, so, you know, for people listening, if that's something you want to look into, because, you know, the dogs need homes. And, you know, it's, it's a nice reason to get outside. You got to walk those dogs. And mm -hmm. just that companionship is really nice. Yeah. No, that is, yeah, that's a really good idea. Our dog was not a good dog last night. So our puppy, she's about four months now. And how, how big is she now? Hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Maybe about like 25 pounds, I would guess. Oh, so she's getting so, big. She's getting pretty big. She's kind of growing out of the like awkward, lanky looking stage and turning into just a very, very pretty dog. Um, it was so funny, you know, because we live in a small enough town that um, we could tell for sure that they were related. So I had to go and pick up a prescription from the doctor's office. It was pain meds for when my son had his tonsils out. So like I had to go and drive to the office, pick it up, <laughs> like take the actual script. I probably haven't done that in eight years, you know, like right? picking a piece of paper to a pharmacy. It felt kind of foreign. So um, I left the kids in the car while I ran and got it. And in the car next to us was a dog, the exact same breed, the exact same size as ours. So I'm sure they were litter mates. You know what I mean? Because like there's, I'm sure only one breeder in the area right. <laughs> just had um, English Springer Spaniels. And it was, so that was pretty fun. But okay. So our youngest has been sleeping downstairs because when he lays flat, he still has some trouble, mm -hmm. especially when he wakes up. Yeah. Um, his scabs fell out over the weekend and it was, yeah, it was kind of yucky for him. Oh, that poor so, kid. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not fun. But again, doing so much better. I think in that's the last a good thing, that's a yeah, move in the forward. last, for sure. In the last three days, we've had half a dose of the pain meds. So we're definitely oh, doing way better. So anyway, he's been sleeping downstairs on the recliner and I've been sleeping downstairs on the couch and it's been working out okay. And last night we decided he still wanted to be in a recliner. So we set him up in my upstairs office and I was going to finally be able to sleep in my actual bed again. Well, he comes in knocking on our door around 10, just really, really upset because the puppy is not calming down because she's, she sleeps with him, but she's been used to kind of having free run of the downstairs for the last week and a half. And it, so yeah, she was very annoying last night. Oh, and he was trying to sleep. <laughs> and he was trying to sleep and you know, he's pretty stressed just physically from the surgery and all of that. So Anyway, that's a... So what happened? Did you let him sleep in your room or did you go out to sleep well, with him? Well, basically we kept the doors open so that the dog could just wander to wherever she was going to be most comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I told him that I'd be the one to 
get up if she started barking because since we got her since she was eight weeks old she's been his responsibility right she needs to go out he takes her out so I told her last night like I'll be the one responsible for her I'll kind of keep an ear open for if she needs something it went okay it wasn't horrible but it definitely was not a full night's sleep oh no we're we're for sure blessed and I'm really glad that his recovery is getting close to being over oh yeah yeah, I, things like that. You look back and you think, if I had known that it would take this long to get to here, it would have been so hard in the beginning. But now that you're here and the yeah. end is in sight, well, I'm glad. Well, there was at one of the worst. He was crying and he said, "Can you just tell the doctors to put my tonsils back in?" Oh. It doesn't work that way. I'm so sorry. Poor kid. <laughs> yeah, but we're glad that it's done at least. Yeah. Yeah. And the timing of it, like we talked about, I mean, just couldn't have been better for him to get him done before no more procedures like that will probably be done. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, they're totally all the, cause I'm sure it's not an emergency procedure, so it would be considered elective. And, um, you know, we were, when we first went to talk to the ENT, we put it on the books for like the beginning of April. And then because the only other option was going to be the week that we were going to be doing spring break. And we were thinking that maybe we were going to try to have the kids go to like the church camp was doing like a two day thing. And it was basically blah, 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 long story. At first it wasn't going to be till April. And then we changed our minds and decided to schedule it for like two days before everything shut down. So Mm. pretty, pretty crazy. Thank you, Lord. That worked. Yeah. 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 So tell me, tell me what you've been up to. I know you've been writing, which is super cool. I have. So I've been working on, like we had talked and wanted to provide a a resource for people to pray through isolation or quarantine or whatever, Mm -hmm. but whatever the case to pray. Hunker down, hunker downedness. Don't get me started. (laughs) You don't like the hunker down term? I don't like that. Why don't you just call it shelter in place? But anyway, okay. But yeah, that's aside beside the point. Well, it's funny. It totally reminds me having nothing to do with coronavirus, but I was on the East Coast in college when I met my husband who was living near LA and the cultures really couldn't be more different. You know, it was like Boston versus LA. I mean, I guess if it was New York City versus LA, it might be a tiny bit different. But other than that, you don't get much more different. No, and still there are way big differences. For sure. And so we met, it's a really long story, but basically I got in touch with him because I wanted to go on a mission trip and he was a volunteer recruiter for the organization that I was interested in. And so that's how we met. And the very first time we talked on the phone, it was like half were flirting and very interested in each other and half he's actually like kind of doing an informal interview for me. Right. Um, you know, for this mission trip. (laughs) And he ended the call by saying, yeah, well, I'll go ahead and tell, you know, the mission agency that I think you're a pretty cool chick, which (sighs) when you're in LA, like it's kind of just the way you talk. And when you're a college student at a pretty liberal school in Boston is not the way you talk. Misogynistic and offensive. <laughs> so we we have this joke because I called him out. I'm like, did you just call me a chick? I mean, like it was like what? <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those cross cultural. It did not oh, translate well. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, yeah, hunker down mode is what we're in right now for sure. And and yeah, regardless of of you know, we all know what it means. So there's, there's yeah, but I'm a little there. curious, like. Because the hunker down orders came from your mayor like over the weekend, right? Yeah. Does that change much or does it just kind of make official what's already kind of been happening? Okay. So I'm not going to get political. Okay. I'm not one to gossip, but. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) No, I'm really, I'm not going to get political, but uh, so the order came on Saturday, I think, Uh or no, Friday, maybe Friday, came Mm -hmm. on Friday that it would take effect at 10 p.m. Sunday night, so yesterday, and it was made really clear that it wasn't a mandate, that it was a suggestion, and within the wording, it, it said things like, well, we want you to stay at home as much as possible, but... It doesn't mean you can't socialize, 
just be careful and wash your hands and use social distancing. I found it very confusing. Oh, okay. So I I was thinking, what does this even mean? So since then, there have been a little bit more like fleshing out what this really means. And while it's not enforceable by law, the way that it looks for us is whereas there were possibly businesses that were still open, um, like, I don't know for sure, but I'm, I'm thinking like, um, like Joanne fabric and Michael's Mm -hmm. places that don't have essential need for going on, which I actually went to the pet store to get crickets for our lizards because I thought they might be closing for two weeks, but they said they Mm -hmm. were essential because they provide dog food and pet food and so grocery stores. So in the day-to-day, it will be closing down. Like they make daycares close down and non-essential. Oh, the daycares are closing now. Well, except for caring for essential employees' children. So maybe they don't, I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe sounds a little confusing. But the the bottom line is no one, before nobody was able, like they had already closed restaurants uh, except for takeout and they had closed down like um, coffee shops and stuff from having people eat in. Um, But now it has extended to other non-essential businesses. So things, you know, so it, it really mostly affected businesses. Now my husband is in the construction industry and they have state contracts. So they're exempt. Mm -hmm. So actually he had to go into work today, ironically, for the first time in almost a week um, Mm -hmm. because they actually have some work going on and he had to do an orientation and they're, you know, they need to use social distancing and proper hand washing and not touching and all that. But Mm -hmm. um, so it does make a little bit of a difference. And I think for people, it's supposed to be like, okay, now don't go out. I think it could have been made more clear. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. I saw something, one of my um, Facebook friends posted something like, you know, don't use language like hunker down, use language like, um, you know, stay in your home unless you need to shop. Try to shop at the grocery store only once a week. Try to use curbside pickup at the grocery store. You know, these are some mm-hmm. very basic practical mm-hmm. things. And I think that's the spirit behind it. Right. So as far as our day-to-day, we were already, um, you know, if our church recording session had been after that time, it would not have been able to happen. Okay. You know? I don't think it would have because that mm-hmm. that would have been non-essential gathering. That's okay. my that's my interpretation of it. Or if um, you know, yeah. Anyway, yeah. No, it's, it's confusing times. I actually, again, not to get political, I've actually felt like at least here in Alaska that um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, I guess I'm. I don't know if I want to say content, but I'm very respectful of all of the people involved in making these kinds of decisions. And I feel like they are really stressed out and trying to do their best in what in their mind probably feels like an impossible situation. No, I have been really proud of our state and I have felt like they've had articles that have said like, these are the states that are taking some of the most extreme measures and Mm -hmm. we're not usually listed. I think we get overlooked maybe because we, I don't know. I don't know why, but, but I felt like, you know, our state's doing a great job. I really do think so. Yeah. Were we on the list? Did we make the cut? Well, I didn't in the article, I think I saw one or two articles and we were not listed. And I was like, well, we're doing that stuff. You know, even before we had cases, they shut school down for another week. Yeah, they did. Mm -hmm. um, But I really feel like, um, to put yourself, and I think this is helpful when you're praying for our leaders to take, you know, my, and, and even as I'm talking, yeah, I'm kind of being critical and that's not a good attitude. Um, I'm sensing a theme in my, (laughs) really? I mean, and so I, to put yourself in the place of these leaders where some of the comments that I read, I get these Nixle alerts. They're like, like emergency. Mm-hmm. Al- it's like you sign up and like, uh, if there's a fugitive on the loose, you get a, an oh, update okay. or mm-hmm. if there's police activity in such and such a neighborhood. And so mm-hmm. they've been giving regular updates. And one of the alerts was the mayor issued this hunker down measure and, you know, people are to stay in their homes as much as possible. The comments, I mean, the oh, expletives, I hate the expletives that were used Mm -hmm. by people that were like, you know, 
saying horrible things directly yeah. at the mayor for yeah. daring to suggest that they stay at home. Mm -hmm. um, the mayor has these people, you know, his office has these people on one side and then he's got the people on the other side that are like, you say well, you're not doing enough. You're not doing enough. You're mm -hmm. not using strong enough language. Well, you know, heaven forbid, you know, just pray. We need to pray for this poor guy. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Pray for our leaders to have wisdom because I know mm -hmm. that they have to, if they go too far to one side or the other, they're probably in danger of people shutting them off altogether and not paying attention. Right. I know. So yeah. we, we need to definitely pray for wisdom, pray for guidance. Um, and you know, on every level, local, state, country. Mm -hmm. For sure. And so, yeah, they, they need our prayers yeah. more than ever. Did you ever play the computer game civilization? <laughs> no, I've heard of it, but I've never played yeah. it. My kids tried to teach it to me. I'm just, I'm not a video gamer and never got into it, but I know a huge part of it. You like, so basically you're the government and you're trying to expand and like your goal, there's, it's cute. There's two ways to win. You can either take over the whole or world and conquer the world, mm -hmm. or you can be the first to put a man into space, which is kind of their like peaceful version. <laughs> and like a huge component of it is keeping your citizens from rebelling, <laughs> you know, so it's like keeping your citizens happy. And I feel like that's, you know, that's the pressure that, that lawmakers are facing, you know, it's, yeah, we got to stop this and we've got to take it seriously. But we also, like you said, I think you're right that especially up here in Alaska where people are so independent, you kind yeah. of risk if you get too extreme, then you're going to get pushback. So it's a well, hard. And not mm -hmm. to mention they are balancing. I mean, our whole world right now, I mean, is balancing this okay how do we stop this without launching us into a great depression a, a right. worldwide mm -hmm. extreme depression and so i know that it's complicated and yeah i know that it's complicated with the different industries so yeah mm -hmm. my hat's off to anybody who would dare put themselves in public office because it's got to be so hard and they need our prayers absolutely yeah um, so i had this funny conversation with the kids yesterday and I'm, I doubt this will really happen, but I, I was actually kind of serious in this. So this is just kind of my hypothetical. Like I'm, I'm doing a lot of, I don't, I don't know if imagining is the right way to put it, but just like daydreaming about the future, because for me, that's just, it's, it's helping me to stay hopeful. So basically like, what are all the really cool things that might come from this as opposed to letting my imagination take me down the route of anxiety? Yeah. So here's my picture. So we get through this and the world really pulls together and we decide that, um, we're going to like, this is how I, I thought of it. So like twice a year, we're going to have a two week mandated, everything shuts down except for what's essential because like, we're going to see it's been so good for the environment. It's been great for families. If you knew that it was coming, it would actually be good for the economy because people would like purchase the extra like sure. treats to have on hand, the board games. And the reason we do it twice a year is so that the people who are essential get at least one of those periods. You know what I mean? Ooh, so like, that's a great idea. Yeah, if you're a nurse working during the hunker down period in June, then you get the hunker down period in December off or something. I'm totally going to vote for you. Wouldn't that be? Oh, I'm not running. <laughs> Never. I love that idea. That's such a good idea. It was fun to think about, you know, or do you remember, did you ever as a kid in school, like your homework assignment for extra credit was like, go home over the weekend and don't use any electricity and come back and report what it's like. Right. You know, I could just see like in 20 years, it's going to be like in honor of our unit on the pandemic, you know? go home and shelter in place and come back and report what it was like. <laughs> that's, that's really neat. I like that. And I like that idea of just letting your imagination think forward in a positive way because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's so easy. I mean, there's so much right now that could go either way. We don't know. It oh, yeah. could go mm -hmm. horribly wrong or it could go relatively well. And mm -hmm. we could really let ourselves spiral out of control with those negative thoughts about the what ifs. Yeah. 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 And let fear um, drive us instead of. Right. Yeah. How's kind of your stress level, your family's stress level? How's that coming along? I think we're okay. My husband feels a pretty heavy burden being the one that's going out for work and stuff. Like, Not does he get 
would he prefer to stay home if he had the choice? Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah, because he yeah. feels like he's he's pretty terrified of bringing it back to our kids. Mm. You know, ironically, the kids seem to be doing the best of anyone in terms of but it's like still statistics. Scary. But he would just he's and one thing. So we have had some work done in our house recently. So it's really dusty. And the last, oh, that's no good. Yeah, the last couple of days. So we've got a couple of air purifiers <clears throat> that have helped good. tremendously. Mm -hmm, good. But the last couple of days, I've done some deep cleaning and dusting that has, like, kicked up. Yeah, some dust. yeah. So my daughter's been the worst, and my husband and I also have gotten like just real like heavy like, like I can tell it's when like drywall or um, I know or wood sh wood shavings and yeah. stuff like we've had floors being cut. Um, so we've been like, my daughter's had a cough. And so every time she coughs, mm -hmm. my husband's like, Oh no, <laughs> she's yeah. coughing. Well, you do have to be careful though. Cause the more you kick up, the harder it is on your lungs, you know? So it, it kind of is making you more susceptible. It to, is, it is. Yeah. It's irritating. So I'm trying to get rid of it, mm -hmm. but in the process of trying to get rid of it, it's kicking it up. So, and I know, I know that's hard. So anyway, that, that's been a little bit stressful just because I do find myself also, mm -hmm. like I have taken her temperature a couple of times over the last yeah. couple of weeks because mm -hmm. she has, there were a couple of days where she was like, I'm tired, but that, I, that has come, I think mostly because we've had different sleep patterns. We're not as active as usual yeah. and that's going to make you feel sluggish, you know, and mm -hmm. she's been fine, but I yeah. have found myself a little bit more concerned for their health and making sure like, okay, well, if there's any chance, I want to be careful. Yeah. How about you guys? How's your um, it's going pretty good. I'd say like personally, I'm doing better this past week than the first week. The first good. week really does feel kind of like a haze. Um, I was talking to my grandma yesterday yes. and we, we both kind of admitted you know, like if your family's taken care of and you're all together, it's just amazing what you can get used to. You know, mm -hmm. and, and she was, um, I forget exactly how old, but like preteen age, if I had to guess, like when her family was sent to a Japanese American internment camp. Mm -hmm. So she's, you know, she's seen her share of difficulties and mm -hmm. it was actually kind of neat to share that perspective, I guess. Do you know what I mean? That like, mm -hmm. it's, it's different talking to her as a mom now than it was like when I was the kid and she was a grandma. It's like, no, we, we we both recognize she knows what it's like to raise a family during hard times. And now I'm learning the same thing. Yeah. Um, it was, it was neat. You know, it was sad to, um, yeah, they're, they're in an area where they're getting lots of cases. It's getting, it's getting hard, but it, it was really nice and reassuring to, to hear from them and they're doing all right. This is hilarious. My grandpa just turned 97. Oh, and I was talking. So after I, I talked to my grandparents yesterday, I was texting with my aunts because they're, they're having to do, um, like they're getting their grocery delivered, but they're involving a lot of like, blah, blah, blah. It's not a super efficient system of how they're getting their groceries. Mm -hmm. And so I have a friend who lives in their area and I asked her if she had some better recommendations. And so I was passing the recommendations on to my aunt. And it was also nice to hear kind of my aunt's version of how grandma and grandpa are doing because, you know, they're not the type to tell you if it's bad. Yeah. And, so, okay, here's my 97-year-old grandpa. He's still, when nobody was watching, he's climbing the orange tree trying to pick the oranges. <laughs> so, oh! My aunt's, my aunt's going to go over there just for the sole purpose of getting those oranges off the top branches so 97-year-old grandpa doesn't try to do it. I love that. I want to be him. He's my Oh, hero. he's hilarious. Well, I want to be him when I'm 97. This is like, okay, so I've got a memory from almost 20 years ago when I was, well, it might have been like close to exactly 20 years ago where I think I was about to, you know what? It was their 50th anniversary. So they might be getting ready to celebrate their 70th oh. anniversary this year. Oh my okay. goodness. So we were down there visiting. I was in college and we went over to a family friend who had apricots in her tree that they needed to pick. So grandpa drove me over because I was the young one who was going to climb this tree to get the apricots. I'm like, I hadn't climbed a tree in, you know, 10 years. And I didn't know what I was doing. So my grandpa, he just climbs up to the top. He picks them all. He comes down and then he looks at me and says, don't tell grandma. 
<laughs> so apparently 20 years later, he's still climbing those trees. So way to go, Grandpa. <laughs> I am so proud of him. That is That story has made my day, just picturing you know that. It made me happy too because I, I was a little worried about them after we talked and just feeling sad because like who knows when I'm going to be able to go visit them next with all the travel restrictions. Yeah. And so it was it was actually really encouraging to hear, you know what, Grandpa's fine. He's still trying to climb that dang tree. He's doing great. <laughs> so do you find that you're talking to your family more during yeah, those times? Yeah, for sure. Like normally I, I call, yeah, I call my grandparents about once a month and it's turning into about once a week now. And um, like the aunts that I said, I texted, we haven't talked and usually it's it's like the thing at Christmas where everyone passes a phone around and you get like two minutes with everybody yeah so yeah it is nice to have those deliberate connections that's really cool yeah mm-hmm. I found that too I've definitely been and and I've been calling and talking in person more to people that I sometimes just text or email right it's been it's I think it's definitely opened up communication a lot for sure because yeah, we're all, yeah. everyone in the we're world all is going in the through same the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's actually just a neat, a neat feeling. I, I can't think of anything I've lived through that compares to this on just a, a sense of feeling connected globally, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. So I have a question for you. This is, okay. this is an, uh, it's probably open-ended because it's a deep theological question and okay. I don't have an answer, but so you've got people that are saying this was predicted in the Bible. This is part of the end times. Some people saying this is uh, a plague of punishment mm-hmm. from God that's basically to teach us a lesson or to whatever. Like, what are your thoughts on, on how we can go about navigating this and interpreting it without being dangerous about assuming the wrong things on either end. Yeah. Well, I mean, this obviously isn't the first plague in history. You know what I mean? I I think that almost the fact that people are automatically going to revelations right now, this is going to sound kind of glib of me. Like it almost shows how spoiled we've gotten. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'm, I don't know enough about history, but I'm sure if you look, I mean, a, a major plague a century, that's probably not a bad guess, you know, we're about a hundred years from the Spanish flu. So no, I don't, I don't think that we need to go there. I think that we should always live our lives ready for Christ's return. Beyond that, you know, plagues happen. So Mm -hmm. I see this as, um, if anything, no. And, and I, I really don't like looking at natural disasters or things like that as God's punishment. Um, I think that Often when people take that view, there's a lot of um, hoity-toityness behind it in terms of like, well, guys, you brought this on yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that we live in a, a fallen world. And if anything, I think for me, what this is doing to my view of God is, you know, I'm, I'm standing in awe of the God who created us to be this fragile to such a small thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I oh, guess yeah. if anything, it's humbling for sure. And it's making me kind of stand or kneel <laughs> in awe of God who, you know, is even more powerful than this. But no, I don't, I don't go down the revelations road with this. I don't go down the judgment road in this. In my mind, this is what happens when you live in a fallen world. And we're not the first generation to go through something like this. And we're the best equipped out of every single generation to go through something like this. You know, like imagine if this was 300 years ago where they didn't even know that washing your hands was important. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I feel like we're, we're so blessed and that's kind of where I'm focusing on. But what are your thoughts on that? It's a good question. Yeah. I mean, I hesitate to jump to conclusions and, you know, Mm -hmm. I know that Mm -hmm. people quote the turn and repent and God will heal your land. Um, but I, I don't believe that that context is necessarily applicable to every single thing. What I do mm-hmm. think, though, is that I'm not going to make an opinion that, yeah, this is, this is God's judgment. I think 
like you said, we live in a fallen world. There are Mm -hmm. all sorts of horrible things that happen. Tornadoes, earthquakes, the fact that we're, I I do believe that, yeah, we're going to see these things in the end times that the Bible seems to be clear that those things are going to happen and, but they've happened for a long time. People have thought for many years they've been in the end times, but what I think we Mm -hmm. should focus on is not, I think if we spend too much time trying to dissect the exact like, well, is this punishment for something or is this, you know, uh, what does this mean? It's, if nothing else, it's an individual opportunity and a collective opportunity as believers in all countries to just self-examine and be like, wow, we are, we are so small. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and our economy isn't, uh, as bulletproof. <laughs> bulletproof. Yeah, right? yeah. Our healthcare system is mm-hmm. not bulletproof. Our yeah. personal financial security and our jobs mm. are not, nothing yeah. is guaranteed. Just yeah. in the same way that walking down the street isn't guaranteed, you know, mm-hmm. because you could walk down the street and, and get hit right. by a bus, you know, I mean, yeah. it's, life is fragile and it's no less, it's no more fragile now than it ever has been. It's just, we're just that given the we're gift of recognizing it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what and I, think, I do think that's a gift. Yeah, I do. And I think the important thing right now is to self-examine and say, where have I been placing idols? What are the things in my life and what are the things in the life of the church? Because I think, especially in the West, we're guilty just like, you know, of, of mm-hmm. pride, of um, false senses of security, um, putting even things like, um, you know, we know in our mind that the church has nothing to do with a building. And yet I think we get into this sort of routine where church can kind of become like checking a box off. You go mm-hmm. to the building, you worship, mm-hmm. you leave. And and we forget. I do think that we push that to the back burner sometimes. And so For this sure. is another reminder of that. So I don't know. I'm, uh, I don't know what God is doing in this, but I do know that he is at work for good. And what I like mm-hmm. to do is in addition to self-examination and confession and repentance that we should be doing all the time, but might be a little bit easier with the light shining so brightly right now on our frailty, um, but also to um, just be looking for the light, looking for God's mm-hmm. hand at work within these situations. Things yeah. like, wow, the church is is getting the gospel out in these digital ways. People are looking for, re- you know, even people that mm-hmm. that aren't Christians. I think yeah. are starting to ask questions whether you know, well, what is God doing? Is God even there? Why would he let this happen? Which opens the door to a conversation about who God is. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just a question. I don't have a firm answer. I mean, I don't know what he's doing. He, yeah. it could be something that he's doing for a specific purpose, but I tend to lean more the direction of, you know, that this is, this is the world we live in and mm-hmm. These things happen and God is still on the throne. For sure. Yep. And that's not to negate the fact that he is absolutely supernatural and all powerful. Um, Should he choose to, and I don't think it's wrong to pray this way, he could bring a speedy and miraculous end Mm -hmm. to this entire thing. Um, He knows exactly the science behind it. He knows exactly what a physical cure would involve, as well as he could speak a word and everybody who is sick right now could recover and everybody can stop being contagious. So I think that, again, it's just, it's an opportunity to sit back and reflect on God's power. I know that one of the gifts that I've found during this time is just a steep sense of appreciation. For most of us, we're living in what feels like right now, a calm before what could be a terrible storm, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's probably not going to get better today. And it might get way, way worse in the next week or two, you know, especially if our nation, if, you know, the United States follows Italy's um, trajectory, it's going to get way worse in like a week. Mm -hmm. And I don't say that to freak people out, but just to, here's, here's kind of what I'm doing with that knowledge. I'm telling myself, okay, so I, again, I'm using my imagination to go down two different routes. One of the routes is things get really, really, really bad, which makes what I'm living through right now amazing. 
right? So like what happens if two weeks from now things are like as bad as anybody could predict? I'm going to look back on today and say like you have so much to be thankful for Mm -hmm. and I don't want to take that for granted or things are going to turn out okay. And in that sense, I also want to be able to look back on me today and be like, hey, you know what? You made the most of this gift of extra time. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked before on the show when my son Silas was in the NICU and we didn't know if he was going to survive. And the real question I had for myself was, okay, if God healed him, how would I worship the Lord? And then I recognize that's the same God that I'm worshiping right now. And so how can I take that knowledge? You know, so let's say that God does bring a a miraculous peace over the world. Things don't get any more catastrophic than they are. And within a month, like life is tends to look kind of like it did before. Like, so let's take that. Think about how thankful you would be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you and your family and those you love get through this and survive and thrive through this think about how thankful you would be and how much you would praise God and like realize that's the same God that we can worship right now so that's kind of how I'm I'm taking this I feel like some people don't like to go down the what if trails and if that's you I I don't think you have to go down the what if trails but for me it actually is helpful because it helps me to just live in the moment, which is kind of a cliche, but just recognize, you know what, no matter what happens, if things get better or worse, or if we stay in kind of a holding pattern for months, God doesn't change. And that's pretty amazing. I love that. That is such a powerful exercise to Mm -hmm. look forward. What if I got Mm -hmm. every single thing that I wish for now in a, in a, you know, yeah, worship God in the way that you would then, because he is the same God. I love that. And it's really a gift to be in this time of not knowing because mm-hmm. I just, I feel like we can praise God. It's, it is a sacrifice. You know, it talks about the sacrifice of praise. Like yeah. it's a sacrifice to praise God in the not knowing. It's not a it sacrifice is. to praise God when you're happy and when you get exactly. your way. Exactly. And so I love that, that we can, we can give God the sacrifice of praise. It costs something to override mm-hmm. our will and our desires and to say, you and our are, fear. Yeah. Yeah. And you are good. And to sacrifice, not my will, but yours, whatever the future looks like. Yeah. It, you know, thy kingdom come. You're and good. even those like, even if prayers, you know, mm-hmm. even if we lose our livelihood, God is still good. Mm-hmm. Even if I get sick, God is still good. Even if people I love, you know, God is still good no matter what happens. And mm-hmm. and in my mind, that's an important exercise. Again, like I think that some people are going to prefer to just say, okay, I don't want to think about the future because that's a little bit too scary. I just want to get through today. And I think that's okay also. Yeah. Um, but if, you know, if you've got that imagination, <laughs> it can be a blessing or a curse. And I would say like, if you are kind of going down the what if bunny trails, there are ways to turn that imagination you've got into you know, powerful ways to just show your faith in God and to prepare. You know, we -hmm. talked a little bit, um, it might've been the last time we met um, about like kind of the prepping mindset. And is that showing a lack of faith? Does that mean that you're not trusting God to meet for your needs? And I was thinking a little bit more about that. And I think that for some personalities, being well-prepared is a form of being empowered you know, because then you don't have to be quite as scared. And so like I'm doing some things that look a little morbid. Like I took all of our bills and made sure they were all set for auto pay because if I get sick and I'm kind of out of commission for three or four weeks, I want to know that those things are taken care of. You know, um, some people are doing like probably my husband and I need to have a chat of here's all my accounts. Here's all your accounts. If either of us get sick, this is kind of, you know, cause we've got some things that he takes care of financially, some things I take care of financially. And if one of us gets sick, which could happen, I want to be prepared for that. Um, the one area where I, um, I put the blinders on still is what would happen to the kids if both Scott and I get sick. That's, that's where I draw the line of like, maybe one day I need to think about this, but I'm, I'm not there yet. Yeah, so. we can't, can't do that right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
well in the in the devotional that we're putting out it is it has for each day it's a 14 day devotional and on each for each day there's a praise point because i think it's mm. so important Mm-hmm. to remember who God is. And so each day sure. there's just one little praise point of God is blank and some verses <clears throat> that you can go to, mm-hmm. to, to just kind of remind yourself who God is. And I just think that when we, when we look at that and, and keep our eyes fixed on that and who he is, in addition to looking at all of this other stuff, the other stuff begins to kind of pale in comparison mm-hmm. to who he is eternally. Agreed. And, and so I think it is important if you do go down the road of, of the what ifs and the preparing and things, I think that's really, like you said, you need to use discernment, what's best for you, but no matter Mm -hmm. who you are, spend more time focusing on who God is than what's going on in the world right now. Cause it, it really Mm -hmm. will. It just, I have been, I found this devotional kind of taxing in a way. I know it's been hard. Yeah. But it's been just amazing. Like it's been, I've just had like, you know, this concentrated devotion time of looking at scripture and it's been really, um, what would you call it? Uplifting. It's been uplifting. And so, yeah. I'm so glad. So we don't have a link yet, but that's going to be in the show notes uh, where people can go. Right. So what I'll do, wherever you're looking at this, I'll have it. Like if you're, we, we put these up, we put this up in the praying Christian women community, praying Christian women page, YouTube, Libsyn, anywhere you find podcasts, wherever the description is, is where I will put the link to this devotional that you can find. And if all else fails, just go to prayingchristianwomen.com and I'll have some up there. Awesome. Well, I need to get ready to feed my chillins. So I was thinking maybe um, our prayer focus today could be kind of for the government type thing since, Mm -hmm. you know, that was a big bulk of our discussion. Yeah. Great idea. Okay. Are you to start today? Yeah. Sounds perfect. I believe it is. All right. (laughs) And if I'm wrong, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) God, we just come before you today, and I just confess to you that the critical spirit that just keeps popping up, and I just pray that you would take that and replace it with a spirit of empathy, um, a spirit of love, that every every single leader decision, every single um, every single decision that is made, that I would I would see those decision makers through your eyes, Lord, that we would all just be unified, that we would just get rid of any political or personal agendas and put them behind us and look to you for um, the strength and, and the wisdom to impart to all of our leaders, regardless of whether we approve of how they're doing things or not, Lord, that we would trust that you have that wisdom and that we would just pray that you would just rain that wisdom down on our leaders right now like never before. God, I just pray for our church leaders. I pray for our local leaders, our mayors, our representatives, our governors, our presidents or prime ministers, our world leaders, um, those in the medical community that are making decisions um, about vaccine research and um, the COVID testing and and which tests to release and which not to. Um, God, we just pray your godly wisdom. Um, You can see the big picture when we cannot. And we just ask that you would pour out your wisdom on your people today, God, like never before. Allow those people that are in positions of authority to know exactly what is necessary to stop this virus in its tracks um, and maintain our world economy. We pray for our economic leaders, the, the legislators that are making um, decisions about how to give relief to people through this crisis and uh, how to prevent a global depression. Give them wisdom to know the balance. Um, we know that there is a lot of, of bickering and, and partisan um, fighting and dissent going on. And we just pray that you would just, just uh, get rid of that Lord, snuff it out in Jesus name, allow for these people to reach across the aisle and make decisions that are for the common good of people, that they would put their differences aside. Um, And God, we just pray your blessing on 
the Christians that are in these key areas, Lord, I just pray that you would open their minds and their hearts to your Holy Spirit, that they would be strengthened, that they would be energized, that they would be protected from the effects of criticism, that they would boldly make decisions and speak out um, where, where they need to speak out, regardless of what people are saying, and that they would stay focused on you and just that the Christians that, that you have placed all over the world in positions of authority and leadership would be a light in the way that they conduct themselves and in the way that they interact with others and that, that you would just um, bring a unity to our, our world that has never been seen before and that you would get the glory for it, Lord. God, we do just stand in awe of you and recognize that you are so powerful and that you have really humbled our entire population in a way that I don't think we've ever been humbled before, God. And we do just thank you for our government leaders and we recognize what difficult decisions they're having to make. And so, God, we just pray for absolute wisdom and that truly this would bring out the best in our governments and in our cultures and societies and the best in us personally too. We just pray for peace over our families and the families of those listening and for just um, your day-to-day provision as well as your safety and protection. And God, we do know that you can hasten a scientific or miraculous cure for this and bring an end to this time of unrest and we believe that you will do this when and if it is in your good pleasure and we just acknowledge that you are in control over every single virus and every single um, decision being made from a government standpoint and you are just sovereign over every breath we take God and we do acknowledge just how powerful you are and we thank you that in spite of your just infinite amazing power and might that you are looking out for each one of us individually we do pray just divine protection and miraculous protection over our families the people listening and over our world as a whole god you know that there is a way that the human race can be brought through this and prosper. And we just pray that you would um, help this to not get any worse than it needs to. And then that the resolution would be swift and glorifying to you. Amen. Amen. All right. It's always good chatting. Yeah, we will. I'm excited for that devotion. I know it's um, going to be a big blessing to a lot of people. Yeah, I'm excited for it too. So we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show. And we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.